0: welcome to the Your Money Hour podcast. I am your host, Dakota Grady. Today, I'm excited about talking about the subject of debt. That's right, debt. Why am I so excited? Because we're going to talk about how to crush debt. So far, we've talked about in the podcast about having a money plan, the importance of having one. Talked about saving for rainy days as well. Today, we're going to talk about the topic of debt what is debt? why do people use it and how do we get out of debt right well in America we so marketed to about having debt that we have credit cards student loans house mortgages we have petty loans we have so much debt in fact according to Experian Let's say the average car payment in 2018 was $530. So let's round it down to $500. So if you do $500 times 12 months, which is $6,000 in one year, and if you have a car payment for five years, that is $30,000 in debt. And don't let me... Not mention that as soon as you drive the car off of the lot, it loses about 11% in its value. So the car doesn't hold its value. A car only holds, in my opinion, it holds groceries and people, but not its value. (laughs) But people have car payments. In fact, car payments have increased from, say, five years to seven and 10 year car payments. That's right. That is crazy why have a car payment for that long i understand why people have car payments because they can't afford to pay a large sum of money or like for a car so what is debt debt is something that you owe to someone for example if you buy a car and you don't pay the entire amount so you pay a down payment the car is worth say sixteen thousand dollars and you put a down payment of $4,000. $4,000. So $16,000 minus $4,000 equals $12,000. So you are indebted to that person, the car dealership, for $12,000. So over time, you're going to pay that car payment off, hopefully. And if you may, if you have bad credit, which is basically when you borrow money and you say you be a credit, credit is essentially when you borrow money and you pay it back over time. you get a credit rating in other words you're saying i'm borrowing money and i'm paying this money back over time so i can build up my credit score you're borrowing money and paying it back that's what a credit score is so you borrow money you're using debt to build credibility towards borrowing money again especially what it is in a nutshell so when you buy a house you put it you get a credit score For example, you have a credit score, whether it's good or bad, that credit score will determine if you can get a good interest rate on that loan for the home, the car, the truck, whatever you're trying to get money for that you don't have the full amount to pay. Because if you had the money to pay for that car, $16,000 car, you wouldn't finance it. Well, maybe you wouldn't finance it. I say maybe because I knew a lady who said that she had the money to pay for a car. However, she didn't want to pay the entire amount. She would rather pay car payments opposed to paying a large lump sum up front. So again, debt is money that you owe for something that you purchased. Why do people borrow money? Again, people borrow money because they don't have the full amount to pay for that thing up front. Or if they do have the money, they're not willing to sacrifice paying a large lump sum for that item. And when you do that, you're building your credit score if you borrow that money and you pay the money back on time. If you have a credit card, it's the same process. And what it's called is called revolving credit, meaning that particular item, you can continue to use it over and over again. So, if you go get a credit card and you for say Macy's, you continue to use that card over time, and it's like almost like a revolving door in the sense you can continue to use that credit card for different purchases and you can use that to build your credit. You get the money, or that you issue the credit per se, and you pay it off and you you can continue to use that credit card over time. So having that credit allows you to have access to different things. So if you want to rent a car, for example, and you have a credit card, that gives you access to borrowing money per se to purchase that, that, to pay for that car, opposed to using cash. Now, some people may say, well, I need to have a credit card for emergencies or runny days. People use debt for runny days, as opposed to using cash. In that sense, people say, all right, I'm going to use my credit card to build my credit. Or I may have my credit card. I'm not going to use it to build credit. I'm going to use it to plan for emergencies. Well, we talked about that. How do you plan for a runny day? By using cash, having cash saved. But if you don't have cash saved, what's your backup plan? Credit cards. But my philosophy is, in order to stop using credit cards for emergencies or rainy days, I encourage you to use cash. Have your rainy day fund set up of $500 to $1,500 for life's hiccups. Because life is going to happen to you. And once you get out of debt, you can increase that rainy day fund for even bigger purchases bigger things that will happen to you if you buy a house, for example. So people borrow money because they need to purchase something and they don't have the entire amount to purchase it or they aren't willing to pay a large lump sum for borrowing money. People also borrow money because they don't want to wait to save up the money to buy something or they don't think they'll have be able to save that large sum of money over time. They would rather finance that particular item, say a motorcycle, opposed to saving cash to pay for it. If you're trying to buy a new television, new TV for your your home, you just bought a home and you don't want to use more money. You you put a down payment on on your home and you have rainy day fund, but you use it only for rainy days well, you want to say, all right, I want to buy a new TV for my home, but I don't want to save up cash for it. So I'm going to finance it, say 90 days same as cash, for example, you're borrowing money on credit without paying interest for 90 days, for example. What happens is if you don't pay the item that you borrow money for, say the TV, within 90 days, then you'll pay the interest that has been accruing accruing that you haven't been paying during the 90 days you pay that amount due plus the amount that you haven't paid so for example if you're paying two thousand dollars for this tv you have 90 days to pay it off and you have 90 days to pay that two thousand dollars off without paying interest but if you don't pay the interest or pay that item off in 90 days oh two thousand dollars the money that you were to pay in interest is accruing So you don't pay it off in 90 days. So day 91, the amount that you have left over on the balance of that TV, plus the interest that you weren't paying will become due. So if you have cash though, instead of borrowing that money, instead of financing that item, you will be able to pay $2,000, if not less for the item, because cash, money, talks, and credit. mm, What does credit do for you? It gets you. A monthly statement in the mail. That's what credit does for you. (laughs) Some people say, well, Dakota, how about if you're traveling? Again, you can get a rental car with a debit card. Some places, I'm not going to say names, but some places allow you to use a debit card to rent a car. Now, some places won't. My wife and I tried to rent a car last year to go travel, and we went to a particular Vendor and the the company said that we can rent a car from them because we didn't have a credit card, and that made my wife really, really upset. Well, what did we do though? We went to a company that allowed us to use a debit card to rent a car. How about renting a hotel? You do not have to have a credit card to rent a hotel. Again, my wife and I, we traveled. We have rented a guiding to rent a, say a hotel with a debit card. So again, you can use debit cards to the credit cards to live. Oh, and by the way, I don't have a credit card. I haven't had a credit card since 2008, I believe. How many years is that? About 12 years as of today. And I'm still living, I still have a pulse. <laughs> so my point is you can use cash or debit cards to still make purchases. Now, again, for my family and me, we use cash. We actually pay for two cars with cash. We don't finance cars, we pay cash. Why? Because cars depreciate over time. Again, they don't hold their value. If I purchase a car and it's going to go down in value, according to experience, over time, about in about four years, that car will have depreciated probably like half the value. Right? And I won't be able to sell it for that value. So, why put money into something that is going down in value? If you're going to do that, pay cash for it. Because the car, if you buy a used car, the car will have already depreciated some. But, I would not recommend getting a car payment if you can afford to pay for it cash. And even if you get a car a couple thousand dollars just to get you to where you need to go to I do not recommend getting a car payment at all let me repeat that I do not recommend getting a car payment at all why because again the value goes down on it and why are you putting money in something that the value is going to go down on so don't borrow money for a car because what if you have an accident and you get a car payment well luckily you still got to pay the car payment still so gotta pay for that car. And then if you don't get asked then, you still gotta pay the car payment, car note, insurance, gas, maintenance, right? But if you pay for it with cash, you'll still have the maintenance and the gas, but you won't have that ridiculous $530 car payment. Yes, that's the average car payment people are paying as according to Experian. All right, so debt. But let's talk about some student loan debt as well. That's right, student loan debt. Hmm, I know we need to get education, but let's talk about ways to go to school without acquiring debt. What you can do is, well, one way is to get scholarships. Scholarships to go to school so you don't have to acquire debt. And in fact, according to the Federal Reserve, As of the third quarter 2019, the average, see actually outstanding student loan debt was 1.5 trillion dollars. 1.5 trillion dollars, ladies and gentlemen. That is a lot of money owed for student loans. Again, if you can get scholarship to go to school, maybe you can take the ACT SAT. Test with a standardized test that you can take in high school so that you can get scholarships. That would be awesome. So get scholarships is one. Another thing you could do is select the in-state tuition or in-state college to go to school because you'll get in-state tuition. When you go out of state, you pay more money for going to school out of state than you do in in-state. You can also go to school at a community college, which is what I did when I got my second bachelor's. I went to a community college to get the prerequisites, and then I transferred to a four year college to get the primary classes, my core classes, to get my accounting degree. So I encourage you to do the same thing. Go to a college that's local, get the prerequisites at a technical college, and then transfer to an in-state four year institution if you're going going that route to get a four year degree. Because I'll transfer, transfer the credits from the the community college to transfer to the four year college if that college, if the colleges have a, an agreement together to allow those credits to transfer to the four year degree. So, again, scholarships, get a go to school in, in state, also go to a community college, and lastly, work. That's right, work. When I was in college for my first degree, I went to school for welding. I worked full-time while I go to school full-time. When I went to school for my degree in Kentucky at Berea College, we had a work-study program. So I worked while going to school. And even when I got my second bachelor's for accounting, I worked while I was going to school. So work won't kill you. Actually, I think I saw research say that when you Work during school it helps you time, manage your time, and it does because you have to balance those things. How much time you're gonna spend on studying? How much time you're gonna spend on talking to your friends, extracurricular activities? If you have time for that, how much time you're gonna spend on working? So you have to balance your schedule. So having a job while going to school is beneficial for you, not only are you paying for the school, but it gives you quality skills, gives you work ethic and it helps you manage your time. So debt, why do we have it? Some people have it because they think that's the only way to acquire things. They don't have a mindset of spending cash. Or if they do, they would rather borrow money. In fact, I know people who have credit cards and they know that cash is better, or they know that cash is an option, I should say. Instead, they continue to use credit cards. One reason is because they can get points, points for different things. When I had a credit card, I traveled for a company when I was working for a company in South Carolina. I was working and basically getting reimbursed for my travel expenses. I was using my credit card for my expenses, and I was actually trying to get enough points so I could buy an iPod shuffle, which was a little small iPod, and... The amount of money I spent on the debt to get the iPod was more than what I would have spent by paying cash for the item. If people would realize that's what they're doing, they would say, hmm, this is not a good idea. Let me just use cash, save up for the item and pay for it. But you have to have that mindset to be able to say, I'm not going to borrow money. I'm going to use cash. Now one thing I will say about debt, I recommend using debt for one reason and one reason only. And that reason is to purchase a home, a house for you and your family to live, family to live in, but that has to be a 15 year mortgage, a fixed rate mortgage, that has a payment no longer, no larger than 25% of your take home pay. Why did I say that? Because you want to have a payment that's not going to be so large that you can't afford the house. You want to have a payment that's reasonable so you can continue to pay your other bills, food, gas, housing, utilities, all those things that come with having a house, be able to pay those things and your house payment without smothering yourself. So you don't want to get a house payment that's 50% of your take on pay because you can't sustain that over time. Get a house payment that's at least 25% of your take on pay. And when you do get the mortgage, I recommend getting a 10 or 20% down payment. Why? Because that lets the lender know, one, that you're serious about keeping the house. Two, it lets you know that you're not going to be in debt as long because you're going to reduce your loan balance when you put a down payment. And three, you're in debt shorter than you would if you put down 100%. So, I recommend getting a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage that's no larger than 25% of your take-home pay and I recommend getting a 10 to 20% down payment. Now my other option for you all is to pay cash for a house. Yes, I said pay cash for a house. Woo! Imagine if you could pay cash for a house and if you cannot, that's fine. Go back to the first one, it's your 15-year fixed rate mortgage with a down payment of 10 to 20% and it's no larger than 25% of your take-home pay. So now we talked about debt, what debt is, why people have debt. Let's talk about getting out of debt. First, I think people need to have a mindset to not use debt ever again. Let me repeat that. You must have a mindset to never use debt again. Once you stop using debt, that must be a decision you must make for life and be committed to it. Don't waver. I encourage you to use cash for the rest of your life. And the only reason you will use debt is for a house, and that's it. Because debt is a thief. Why is debt a thief? Because is taking money out of your pocket and going to make somebody else rich. When you pay your house payment, it's going to make that banker rich. When you pay your car payment, it's going to make that dealership rich. When you pay for things that you use for or you use credit for instead of so cash, you're making somebody else rich. How? Because people making money when they borrow money or loan money to people is through interest rates. So you're making payments not only on principle, but you're making somebody rich by the interest payments. So instead of paying interest, how about paying cash so you don't pay more than you actually borrow? Because if you borrow money, for example, if you borrow money to buy a house for $100,000 and you get an interest rate for that loan, you're going to pay more than you would pay If you pay cash, because you're gonna pay $100,000 plus interest. Now, if you can, if you can pay cash for a house, you're going to pay $100,000. Or if you get a, if you can get a discount because you're paying cash, you'll pay less than $100,000. But my point is, you pay less when you use cash because you're not paying interest, and interest is the cost or the penalty for borrowing money. So. Again, I encourage you to use cash, if you can, to buy a house. Use cash for everything, if possible. And if you can't use cash, use a debit card. So again, now we know what debt is, why people borrow money, let me tell you how you get out of debt. First, change your mindset. Say, I, from this day forward will never borrow money again, except for a house. And that's it. That's it. But you must have a heart change, too. Not only, is it intellectual? It's emotional. You must have the emotional what's the word? You must be emotionally attached to this and say, I will never borrow money again in my life. It's up for a house. And that's it. Never ever again will I borrow money. And stick to that commitment to yourself. Now this is the process of getting out of debt. Change your mindset and your heart. Then you must get really intense about getting out of debt. I call it the debt crushing method. Why? Because debt is a thief and it's, crush, it's crushing your dreams, hopes, your desires. It's crushing everything that you are hard for and the things that you want, your future. So this is how you get out of debt. First, you list your debts from the smallest one, the tiniest one to the largest one, regardless of interest rates. So if it doesn't matter the interest rates on any of them, Listing from the tiniest one to the largest one, and you pay the minimum on everything except for the first one. The first one you're going to work extra, sell some things. You're going to have a yard sale. You're going to put things on eBay. You're going to have a side hustle. You're going to make more money. You're going to work overtime. You're going to do everything in your power to make more income to pay off that first debt. And once you pay off that debt you'll feel so good because you have a win. That's right, if you start with the largest debt, even though it may have a smaller interest rate, it'll take you long to pay it off because it's a larger amount. However, if you have a small amount, you'll pay that debt off first opposed to the largest debt. So that's the reason why you have it from the smallest one to the largest one, and you pay it off as quickly as possible. So once the first debt is paid off, the money you pay on the first debt, you pay, put it to the second debt, and it rolls forward. So it compounds, and eventually you will be able to say, Woo! We did it. We paid off our debt. That's right. We did it, and we are not going back. That's right. In fact, my wife and I, Shamika, in 2013, we paid off total of about $20,000 debt. of debt. It may not be a lot to you, but the whole point is getting out of debt. If we can do it, you can too, but you must have a desire to get out of debt. Because I want the best for you, but you must want the best for yourself. It's your life. I want you to take responsibility for your life and change it. I can't do it for you, but I gave you the tools so that you can do this. You can do this, if you want to do this if we did it you can too so i hope this is encouraging to you empowering for, for you because i want you to be able to chase your dreams and not only chase your dreams catch them and dead is a thief that's taking your dreams away from you i imagine if you didn't have a car payment student loan payment what if you didn't have a mortgage payment who could you bless How much money could you save? Think about the business you could create, the job that you could quit, you can fire your boss, you can travel around the world, you can volunteer. The possibilities are endless. So today I want to encourage you to reflect on this. This is the Your Money Hour podcast. So take about an hour to reflect on the podcast. Take some notes. And I want to challenge you to apply this to your life. Try it for 90 days of using cash only and debit cards only. Try it. And see if your life won't change. See if your life won't change. And connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Let me know that you tried the challenge. See how things have changed in your life. Let me know. I I want to know the results of you actually applying this to your life because it works if you follow the plan, it's simple. So I want to challenge you to reflect on this debt message and I want to encourage you to use cash so that you can change your life. Debt is not the only way to live. Debt-free is the only way to live. This is the Cody Grady, the Your Money Hour podcast. You can follow me on, again, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can also connect with me on my website at www.decodegrady.com Sign up for my free newsletter, which comes out every single month, give you tips about handling money on purpose so that you can maximize your life and your money. So Dakota Grady signing off until next time. Thank you for joining me for the Your Money Hour podcast.